eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Because there's never an off day in the greatest sports city on earth. Here are the biggest stories and everything else you need to know from the new title town. It's Breaking Boston with Andy Hart and Nick Fitzy Stevens. Good protection aired out. Valdez Scantling dropped it. Well, Marquez Valdez Scantling, who can just flat out fly, he lines up in the slot. He gets matched up one on one on Bradley Roby. And Roby, there are not many guys who can run with this guy. And Roby cannot. And that ball was perfect. Any Patriots fans within the sound of our voice can take, well, just the slightest bit of heart or solace. Not very much comfort. Not heart, H-A-R-T, H-E, the actual kind. But in that sometimes even on the best teams or the reigning champions, the supposed superior teams of the NFL, even they have guys drop balls that are easy to catch when they're wide open. That was the play of the game in the highly anticipated Monday night matchup, the Super Bowl rematch between the Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs coming to you from Kansas City last night. Kansas City went into the halftime with a 17-7 lead. They scored no points in the second half as the Philadelphia Eagles emerged victorious 21-17 in a reasonably entertaining game to cap off week 11 in the NFL 2023. Kansas City, I believe, is continuing to and will possibly regret for the remainder of the season not making any sort of major deadline deal to acquire a top-flight wide receiver to pair up with Patrick Mahomes and to help their offense take flight. They continue to have receiver issues. They're not scoring points. Hart, did you see that graphic last night that the Chiefs have not scored a touchdown in the second half in three straight games. Like, yep. uh, Geha Field, hey, Arrowhead, we have a problem. 
Lowest scoring uh, second half team in the NFL. October 22nd was the last time they scored a second half uh, touchdown. Uh, and you're right. It's <clears throat> basically, you saw it early in the game. The Eagles are like, we're not going to let Travis Kelsey beat us. We're going to double team him to the point where we left some Turner fellow wide open in the back of the end zone, Kevin Bayard. Um, there's just, and you look at the, and obviously there was a 20 yard catch to be had that didn't get had, but they didn't mm -hmm. have a pass play over 20 yards. I think their longest pass play was like 17 yards or something like that. This is, you know, this is not Tom Brady's uh, Kansas city chiefs offense back in the day when they used to make a lot of plays and be high. Now they are like a dink and dunk, really creative, like having to having to really work for everything they get. And if Travis Kelsey isn't having a great night and Oh, Taylor Swift got stuck in Brazil. So Travis Look what Kelsey happens. Look her. what happens. We were all anticipating the big family reunion, yep. but she had to do an extra show because of weather and stadium issue, yep. venue problems, and so she can't make it. The family reunion is off. Things are thrown asunder. Kelsey has an okay night. I mean, he scores. He gets a couple catches, but he didn't what dominate. Else what else happened? He fumbled. Yeah, that's so he's true. A yeah, net, that. If this were the NBA, he'd be a net rating of zero because he giveth and he taketh, he taketh and he giveth. They're running too much through him too. At the same time, well, yesterday they have. was the day. I uh, they have to, but like that's they they kind of almost have no choice at this point. This, you know, this almost makes me feel like in the, with the 2019 Patriots got to a point where it was like, well, no one else can catch, and so we have to literally throw everything at Edelman, and Edelman was like, yeah, but I'm like I'm held together at this point now with like crazy glue and duct tape. Yep. Like, like there's going to be diminishing returns. Kelsey said on the new Heights podcast that for the first time in his career, he's seriously giving consideration to retirement because he's got a bunch of lingering injuries that are just nagging at him. You know, he's got an ankle that's been bothering him pretty much the entire season because he hurt it and it prevented him from playing the first game against the lions. Like Kansas city is not, I'll put it this way in this wild, wacky, weird, woolly 2023 NFL season. You cannot just punch the ticket right now of the chiefs and say like, They'll be back in the Super Bowl. I can't even guarantee you that they're going to be back in the AFC Championship heart because while the defense, I believe, is playing at a higher level more consistently than I've seen it, I don't see the prolific offense that'll be necessary to keep up, I don't know, against a team that might be able, like let's say the Dolphins are able to put up 24 against them. Can you tell me that these guys with Jalen Ramsey now playing ball hawk at a pretty uh, almost 29, 2018 Jalen Ramsey level uh, that they'll be able to keep up with the, even some of the more high-powered offenses of the AFC or the NFL overall. And the biggest issue is they are no longer the one seed. They fall into the number two spot, which means you lose that very important singular bye. You lose home field advantage. Is it the um, Ravens? It is the Ravens for right now. I mean, we'll see what happens. A lot, lot of football left to be played, uh, as they say, with these mediocre teams. Uh, um, but it, the Chiefs are in a weird spot because I wouldn't want to – bet against them because it's still Patrick Mahomes and it's still the Chiefs. And when they're rolling, it looks like he's rolling, they're rolling. And by the way, if Valdez Scantling catches the ball and doesn't pull a Devontae Parker, they win that game. And we're not talking about this. <laughs> well, well see, the nice thing is, Andy, you, you have so many options. You could say, like, if he doesn't pull a Parker or a Rager or or any Quinn number. Johnson, if you want to jump <laughs> yeah. to another team, the Chargers. Aguilar, Aguilar from the good old days. I mean, so many yeah. options. So, but it is they, like the AFC is a big all like we, the supposedly elite of the two conferences. It's a big old slog right now. Yeah, and um, I guess this is maybe a, a time we can throw to Coop. I think has ready Tom Brady from the uh, Stephen A. Smith podcast. You know, the he finally got a podcast. 
Yeah. Oh, that's great. Tom Brady. Oh. We, we need to hear more of Tom Brady, except I, I want to hear more Stephen A. Smith. I just wish it, he had a platform. It's weird that Tom Brady doesn't have time to do his job, which is to make $37 million a year for Fox doing games. But all I see nonstop is Tom Brady everywhere on podcasts and, and these various things. So Tom Brady has turned into the cranky old man who basically says, in my day. I, I think there's a lot of hey, mediocrity in today's NFL. Yeah. I don't see the excellence that I saw in the past. Why not? And Why not? I think the coaching isn't as, as good as it was. I don't think the development of young players is as good as it was. The rules have allowed a lot of bad habits to get into the actual performance of the game. Mm -hmm. So I just think the product, in my opinion, is less than what it's been. I think I look at a lot of players like Ray Lewis and Rodney Harrison and Ronnie Lott and guys that impacted the game in, in a certain way. And every hit they would have made would have been a penalty. Mm. You hear coaches complaining about their own player being tackled and not necessarily... Why don't they talk to their player about how to protect himself? We used to work on the fundamentals of those things all the time. Now they're trying to be regulated all the time. Offensive players need to protect themselves. It's not up to a defensive player to protect offensive player. A defensive player needs to protect himself. I didn't throw the ball to certain areas because I was afraid players were going to get knocked out. Mm -hmm. That's the reality. Wow. I didn't throw it to the middle when I played Ray Lewis because you knock him out of the game and I couldn't afford to lose a good player. All right, so uh, lo a lot, a lot to unpack, as the kids like to say there as well. In general, the surface level reaction is to agree with Brady, but there's obviously a lot of nuance and and context to what he's saying as well. He is, but not even a full season retired from the league, so it's not like things as you were saying before we got rolling, Andy, could have changed that much since Tom Brady left the game that he forever remolded, reshaped, and had such a great impact on. Uh, but it's not like it didn't just like this, 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 m we, this morphing of the NFL or rather the, the degrading of quality of gameplay didn't just start this season. It just feels like some of the issues the NFL has had are now sort of catching up with it and we're watching it play out in real time. When do you think the NFL sort of started like the quality of play, the briskness, the crispness, the just in general quality of play started to slip has it been like two well, years three years long time coming what oh no i mean well you gotta brady has a lot going on in that quote as they say like there's a lot of different layers um there's hypocrisy i mean i saw him get edelman and welker killed as much as anybody on balls over the yeah, middle he threw a couple he threw a couple hospital balls as so, the kids say I mean, in his days revisionist history i guess you control the microphone you control the conversation kind of thing but just not reality i totally agree with him you know, I prefer the Rodney Harrison, Ray Lewis day, but oh, that's yeah. not the way the NFL is going. That's been going on for 15, 20 years, whatever you want to call it. Um, the biggest point, I definitely agree with the coaching thing. The fast tracking of coaches, I think, is bad for football. The Brendan Staley you had yesterday, you had um, on ESPN. Um, I can't ever think of Rex, um, Rex Ryan? Ryan say, go back to Division three football to Brendan Staley. That's what you're good at. Basically, he's accurate. Brennan Staley went from a nobody coach to a head coach in like four years. Coach, what? as yeah. Rex How Ryan says, you, catch, you coach the Rams defense for one year. My wife could have coached that defense. You had Aaron Donald and all these playmakers all over the defense. Um, but there's a million of those. Like, no disrespect, Kevin O'Connell might be a great coach. Gerard Mayo might be a great coach. They're all getting fast-tracked in a way that never happened 20, 25. You paid your dues for 15 years before you were a head coach. You I see, I like this, yes. Yes, this no, is good. I agree like, with Tom. Yeah. But I also think it's cherry picking or whatever the opposite of cherry picking is. This is like poop picking. Um, 
Mm. I don't know if that's a phrase. Probably doesn't need right. to be. But, <laughs> like, yeah, in a year where on the first play of the season, essentially, Aaron Rodgers goes down with a, a torn Achilles, that's going to hurt the overall product. of Like, you had a Super Bowl contender that was shot down immediately. And I know people will be like, oh, yeah, that happened to Brady, too. I'm not sure 10 quarterbacks that were rookies started many years in the NFL. Most of them shouldn't be starting. Most of them are like journeyman backup types who are thrust mm -hmm. into starting. So I do think the level of quarterback play on the whole, because of injuries in part, like Joe mm -hmm. Burrow started and ended the year hurt. He's one of your top three quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers is a top five quarterback. He started the year hurt. Like right there, two out of your top five quarterbacks are hurt right out the gates. That affects the overall quality of play because mm -hmm. we know it's a quarterback game. The game is driven by that. But And then you know my bitch fest. They don't practice anymore. The offensive lines blow. When offensive lines blow, offenses blow. Mm -hmm. Like, there's just not enough reps. And the players, you wanted this. This is how you negotiated. You you, you played this game like, oh, I want less play. Good job. Yeah. The, this was the that. hill that a couple of weeks ago when Matt Light joined us on the Six Rings podcast, he he didn't get so much into the backup quarterbacks and to the coaching fast track as he did the 2011 CBA where they couldn't hit as much and they can't practice as much and they have to take it easy. He said it began this process where the game has sort of like de yep. devolved into what it is now. Like they're going to have to go back to like, they may have to review this in the next contract, but at the next CBA uh, or try to figure out what to do because the game is just like, it's getting sloppy. Now I don't know when it's going to really affect the NFL's bottom line. What is it going to actually, that's a good question. What do you think it's going to take? for the NFL to look at its product on mass and say, yeah, we may, we may need to fix a couple of these things. Cause this ratings is like, it's, drops, but I mean, but where I, are the rate? Do we know where the ratings are right now? Like, are they still, I don't specifically, but it won't be, they won't make any reaction. It'll be precipitous. Right? It won't be like significant maybe yeah. this year. And, and it doesn't, you know, they, they're so smart where they sign these 10 year TV contracts that they have such a long time to figure it out in the middle of said right. contract where things are going is this a three-year trend is it a one month one two month issue like they will deal with that but you also know i think they're trending toward flag football so right that's, that's why 2028 your 2028 the olympic theory may actually carry some water after all oh um, it's it's going that way it is absolutely yeah. going that way now the one problem with that is the the drops and the ineptitude there if you right. make your game all based on passing but guys don't catch the ball that's even more horrific than the football world. At least now there is still physicality. There is still run plays and blitzes. Yeah, and it wasn't like Valdez Scantling was in traffic and thought he was going to get lit up. He was no, wide open on a post play football. and just dropped it. Yeah, he, he dropped, he dropped it like football, football pass. It's even worse because that's, that's what here. the game is built on. Um, so I don't know. I think Brady is being a little overly negative, a little overly short-sighted in some of his reactions to this. And I would also say, does this mean his last ring was meaningless? Because it came against crappy, mediocre competition. Well, the see, the funny thing is, like the because I the, thought that was I, his favorite. Uh, those usually were typically his favorites, or but so, it was so at least he told valuable us. now. Because I don't, what I see. I still feel like the funny thing is, I feel like the quality of gameplay in the COVID year was actually like when they weren't even allowed to like shower near each other or anything, and yet at the same time, I felt like we had a crisper, sharper league. It was Not the year. Well, no, not New England. Well, no, but, but you know, but what can we attribute that to? I guess we have many a Six Rings podcast Talent. to, to, yes, exactly. There were, I felt like there was much more 
there was better gameplay back then even as well like now it's just and look around the rest of the league like you know uh san francisco is now back on track after their three-game losing streak um i you know the collision course between san francisco and philadelphia in the nfc seems more inevitable by the day but the lions will be heard from even though they were not terribly impressive in beating the bears running their record to eight and two which they haven't done in over 60 years it's a division game number one yep justin fields came back balled out played the best he could and on top of it all they got a short turnaround for thanksgiving so excited by the way that we have three watchable ish games on thanksgiving day packers lions okay commanders dallas watch the commanders will actually play well again because they played like absolute ass against the giants on sunday and then we've got san francisco at seattle thursday night like that's a that's a quality day of fat guy football right there. Is the um, NFC better? Yes. This year they are. The, the top I think heavy the t- aspect of it. I would say the top three in the NFC might be better than the top three in the AFC. Now, I don't – you know I'm not a, a – um, The Lions got waxed by the Ravens. I know. You don't like golf at all. He started terribly, though, but he did turn it around in time to beat the Bears. Ooh, he beat the Bears. Should he have a T-shirt made? Uh, see, Do they give a just, ring for that? Just impossible. Just impossible. No, but I do think um, – and again, it could have swayed on one catch last night where the Chiefs beat the Eagles. So, you know, we're talking right. about two of the best teams in football, but I think by a whisker, um, the NFC is better this year. Well, because to me, the two most well-rounded teams are in the NFC. It's the Eagles mm-hmm. and the 49ers. They're the two most well-rounded. I mean, their defense in, in sort of um, contrast to modern football. They have two mm. dominant defensive lines where it's like, mm. yeah, we have big beasts that are going to control your ass. I mean, I'm sure you saw that clip last night of we all love Joe Tooney and think Joe Tooney's good. And uh, Jalen Carter made him look like, you know, you were trying to block him. Just absolutely put him on his ass like he was a boy. Did you see uh, how fat that guy's so fast? He almost was able to sneak under Creed Humphrey's legs and intercept us. I mean, I mean, hard that's, lazy, move. Yeah, that's that's also lazy that's, from Creed Humphrey. As, as no, no, and, yeah, said, and that's not a playoff that he took that playoff. He did not give a rat's ass as to what that's happened. That's not a play. You don't take that playoff. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah no, I, but I, see, but now from going going forward, though, people will watch out in general in the league, let alone whenever they're playing Jalen Cart. Point being, like, that's an energy effort attitude type of guy. Like he is an I tell you what I would do. I'd accidentally run. knee Jalen Carter in the head. If I were the center, I would swing my knee across to the side of the head and make sure he never does that again. Uh, that'd probably be something that would uh, uh, ignite the flames of confrontation, and then we'd have a whole melee, borderline Donny Brook at that point. Okay, like, you do, does anyone want that? Legs, you get what you get. I don't want to dive under your legs. I'm fine where I am. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's just a. I here we are after 11 weeks. We don't have much certainty in the NFL. All we can say is that the Eagles have the best record overall. They still haven't as. Jalen Hurts said last night in the post game they haven't played their most complete or their best game yet. What nope. are they capable of? Who knows? But we're not even sure if they're going to be able to play what resembles their best game. They certainly have the talent to do so, and maybe this is the year they strike back and get revenge uh, after coming oh so close in a great Super Bowl. They win the rematch against the Chiefs, highlighting Week 11's action in the 2023 season. What do you guys think? Do you think it's a sloppy season? Are you as entertained as before? By and large, I've heard from most fans I've spoken with that this is not the most entertaining season, and that's not just because the Patriots stink out loud as well. Who knows? It'll be fun to see where it goes the rest of the way. Of course, if you want to catch up on all the latest things revolving around the New England Patriots, you got a fresh Six Rings podcast out there for you. Tomorrow, we'll uh, preview the game. Patriots making their way to old uh, Tommy DeVito's house for a little Sunday sauce after Thanksgiving. And don't forget, you got three great games 
on Thanksgiving Day. Fitzy and Hart coming at you Friday morning for the post-Thanksgiving recap, 9 to 11.30 on WEEI. So much good football talk, but not so much good football overall.